Jeff. Hey, Josh, take it away. Welcome to the Black Tower podcast. It's time. <laughs> it's time to take might a be the trip most to apt your... atro, like intro as like a handle of Sailor Jerry's just flies around the screen. of taint. And uh, yeah, let's it's the Black Tower podcast. You know who we are. We are the Wheel of Time podcast from the Black Tower. Uh, we like to sit here and talk about uh, Black Tower and other things in the Wheel of Time. So I am your sort of on Mahale, Josh. And I am your Bajan Mahal Andrew. <laughs> and I don't have anything to ASMR you with while I tell you that I am Daniel, your Soravan No, well, I'm not the Soravan. Why are you I'm taking my Daniel. job? I don't know what's happening. I'm so you sorry. Had, oh my God. You have one job. One job. Uh, tonight, uh, I've had a lot of jobs this week. <laughs> you know, you Fair know enough. that, uh, including things... an eye job. Accurate. Congratulations. Can you see clearly now the rain is gone? I can. Mostly because I got lasers inside my eyeballs. Hey, you nice. got laser eyes? I do. Man. Yep. It's impressive. Right. That's the that's one of the side effects. Uh, <laughs> they go ahead and make you see well, but you also have to wear these red quartz uh, glasses for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's an improvement on Dr. Evil's uh, sharks with laser beams. Yes. Definitely. Strapped to their freaking heads. So yeah, a pool, a pool of Daniels with laser eyes is infinitely more terrifying. <laughs> but you know what's not terrifying? Getting more of the stuff that you love or just tolerate from the Black Tower by going to blacktowerpod.com. Yes, as the name would suggest, that is our website. You can go there and you can watch the most recent you episodes on YouTube. <laughs> website? We we do. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, you threw me off completely. I was like, what the hell is this talking about? Um, uh, so you can watch our five most recent YouTube videos as long as I remember to actually update the list. Uh, listen to the podcast. You can find links to the merch stores. You can uh, join Patreon if you want to. If you are one of the fantastic folks that uh, got conned into coming and listening live right now, because this is one of our few public live <laughs> recordings, thank you so much. And this is just a little bit of a taste of what our patrons get every week. I don't know if they're traumatized or if they really enjoy it, but either way, they're here uh, and they seem to enjoy it. And it's a fun conversation. So blocktowerpod.com, it's fantastic. And we're definitely not just saying that because we made it, but that might be 95% of the reason. Also, 99%. speaking of getting caught <laughs> in... One month and a handful of days. Actually, from the time that this happens, in one month and less than a handful of days, or in less in a handful of days, less than a month. That's what I meant to say. Uh, We will all be in Georgia for Jordan Con, where we all will be hanging out with each other again, as well as our lovely guest for this evening, as well as a lot of other wonderful content creators uh, who are going to be in Atlanta, Georgia this time next month uh, for Jordan Con. Come have a great time. If you don't already have a ticket, maybe you can find somebody who can't go last minute, which would suck for them, but would be great for you. Uh, and if not, make sure that you sign up for next year because uh, the all of the tickets are sold out for this year. So yeah, yeah. Uh, at least watch stuff online because I'm sure that there's going to be some kind of 
uh, we couldn't make it con as well as, you know, plenty of different things to watch uh, by content creators as they are attending Jordan Con and are making content for all of you lovely people. So there you go. But Josh, many people suffer from the same problem I do. I'm so excited to go to something. <laughs> I get there and I just find myself so drained. No oh, energy. So tired. What, what would you what would you recommend? I personally would direct you to my friends at Dubby. Dubby mm-hmm. Energy. Okay. Uh, so these guys are actually really cool. Um, I've got the uh, the dub sludge, which is a green apple flavor. The flavor is mm-hmm. really good. Um, as long as you don't, you know, eat too much. <laughs> you don't get a lot of the jitters or a lot of the shakes or anything like that. Um, it's it's actually really delicious and really cool. I I I love it. It's awesome. But if you go to their website and you want to put in an order and get some of your own energy, you just type in discount code BTP for 10% off. Our gift from us to you because we love you. And for those of you that are like, I don't feel like typing, there's a link in the description below that you can use. It'll take you straight to it. But I like how Josh was like, you just get a little of the shakes. Just a little. Just a little. (laughs) So that comes from the first time I had it. I was like, two scoops should be great. Scoop, scoop. And I hadn't eaten that day. And it was. I'm going to put that disclaimer on. Like one of their selling points is all the energy with no jitters. And you're like, I got jitters. Because you took two scoops. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, I did. It's like trying the C4 pre workout for the first time and being like, you know what? Two scoops and eight (laughs) ounces of water is fantastic. It's like a milkshake at that point of just jitters. But. Speaking of jitters, somebody that never seems to have the jitters, somebody that has been in this Wheel of Time game for a very long time, uh, you all know him, you all love him, and if you don't, you should. Thank and you so you much for, guess, for joining. Yeah. Jason Denzel's here? Oh. <laughs> no. no, that's several weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, several, missed, you missed, you missed which is that episode. Just even more weeks in the future because time is like a circle. Nice. Yeah. But we're are we are delighted to be joined by a good friend of ours. Uh, at least we will say we're good friends. Hopefully you echo it. That's fine. You can. You can say that. <laughs> like, I understand. We're we're a lot to handle. Matt Hatch from the Dusty Well. How you doing, man? Good. Good. Thank you very Ben's much for having me. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a blast to be here. Uh jitters. That's a really good question. I think if you go back and watch the first couple of my episodes, you're gonna see some jitters. I just uh eventually I was able to handle two scoops of live shows, you know. Kind of thing. So, there you but go. at first you gotta start off with just one scoop. That's all I'm saying. I think uh, I think you hold the record for like the longest running episode of any Wheel of Time content creator with your your 12 hour streams. Like that's currently live. Uh, yeah, possibly. yeah, yeah. I, think I, I feel like uh, I want to say Made into the Spirit did like some eighteen-hour. I don't know if it was oh, like, it was like the Wheel of Time uh, raising. It was like a charity benefit thing. So oh, non-charity okay. benefit Wheel of Time no, oh, right, live right. stream. Yes, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Uh, yeah, it, it it's it's weird when you choose to do something that of that duration. And you just don't realize that you're going to hurt mostly afterwards because in the midst of it, you know, because like, I think the first time we did it, I was like, had like 30 different guests coming in and out. And by the end, I was still kind of like really energetic. So when, it, when, it, when we, when we ended it, because Taylor, by the way, was, he was like, we're done. No more. Like it was like 11 and a half hours in. And I was like, we, we can still go. Let's go. You know? 
And well, then, Grandpa, uh, I'm tired of dicking. Well, that's too damn bad. That's too damn bad. And then we got done, and I was like, oh, man, I could have gone for another six hours. But, yeah, I think I paid for that afterwards for a couple days. And um, then you stood up, and suddenly you were like, I should have yeah. gone for six less hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it, on the yeah. off chance that somebody, somebody out there listening, watching, has not had the pleasure of watching the dusty will yet where can you be found what do they need to search Ooh. and you know what here's an interesting one that you've probably gotten before or maybe not we're okay. just going to throw it on the spot here because we are those kind of people okay if you had to pick one or two episodes to tell to like give people a feel for the dusty wow. will ooh, you can think on that for a while we can come back to that question but where do they find you okay so first of all you'll find us on youtube it's really easy. Just go to YouTube and type in Dusty. Wait, let me see if that's true. No, nope, you can't do that. You're going to have to type in Dusty Wheel. Sorry, folks. We don't own Dusty yet. But yeah, if you type in Dusty Wheel, you'll find us at The Dusty Wheel on YouTube. And yeah, that's where we, I mean, you can find us on Discord and social media. But if you want to come see our content, that's the best place to do it. We do live shows once a week, sometimes twice weekly. This last, though, three weeks, we have done, I think, two. We've missed two Wednesdays at this point because I'm in the midst of life changes. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll be back this Wednesday. So if you want to see us live, we, we basically only do live shows. Every once in a while, we'll post some content that's not live. But, yeah, basically, it's a live gig. And our best two, if you've never heard of us, and if you have heard of us but you've never seen these two, you should go watch our episode all about Steve. And I think that's all you... Let me Jesus. see if... Can Jesus. you just type in Steve? What happens that if you type was, uh, one. You can't just type in Steve, everybody. You have to do Steve Wheel of Time, maybe. is that That's might be how you find it. Like if you just Ooh. type Steve, you're going to get yeah, the monkey like, from uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I know, right? <laughs> who, is, who is Steve? No, that's not going to get us there either. There's too many Steves out there, folks. So who is Steve Wheel of Time? That's what you're going to have to do. Who is Steve? And that why is does he own so much of YouTube? Who is Steve Wheel of Time? Just those simple five and a half words into YouTube <laughs> and you can find it. That is That will show you the absurd side of our fan our fandom and then i'm going to give you another episode that will you know show you the absurd side of our fandom which is yeah the i think our live stream coverage of the first trailer for the wheel of time drop that was that 11 and a half 12 hour whatever 11 hour coverage we did and that was insane it was it was all the things that we that we do here at the dusty wheel live call and stuff uh, we had i think we had 30 guests there different guests that we brought in and out we did all sorts of different segments of that show. So if you want to see what we're about, uh, go find the Wheel of Time trailer live stream on the Dusty Wheel. Did you know, and uh, well, it works for me in an incognito browser. If I go to Google and I type in Matt Hatch, okay. you are the second and third option. Wow. In the autofill. You get Matt Hatch Wheel of Time, and then you get Matt Hatch Dusty Wheel. So Wait, that's who's scary. the first option? That's scary. Matt Hatch, the uh, soccer player. Oh, yeah. Mine came up with second, some, the some second Matt and Hatch fourth fintech. Side. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to make you any money. So I'm not that guy. I'm definitely <laughs> one the guy simple that trick to make you buku bucks. <laughs> and I'm not so. the one that has a Wikipedia entry. So too bad. Yeah, yeah. that's the soccer player. <laughs> but that's cool. I didn't realize I had a soccer player with my name. So good job. Nice. Are you, no, 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 no. The soccer player has an innkeeper with his name. 
Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I need to meet this guy. He's an Australian professional footballer who plays as a midfielder for Central Coast Mariners. Are they any good? See? I need to find a out. Central oh. Coast Mariners. Well, you got to figure out when his Jesus. soccer career started. Because if it, it started it after, you know, Theoryland, then, you know, it's he took your name. <clears throat> it did start uh, after Theoryland. Matt Hatch, was, Matt Hatch, the footballer, was born in <laughs> September of 2000. Yeah, so, sorry, what did you <laughs> say out of your human mouth? Yeah. Uh, I believe I all of when us was, just hurt. Yeah. When was Theoryland born? 1998. 90. Oh, my little brother was born in that year. So Theoryland actually predates this entire guy's life. Yeah. For this <laughs> guy's entire life by two years. That's how old we are. Yeah. Now, you're merely a dolphin of Matt Hatch. I was born in it. <laughs> Molded uh, by it. Furied <laughs> about it. By, by show of hands and or comments in the live chat hmm. or in the comments section below, uh, everybody uh, comment, did you know that Innkeeper Hatch here was associated hmm. with Theoryland.com? Oh. Who knew? Who knew? Be honest. Yeah, Matt. I, would hope you know that. <laughs> I like that Matt raises that. That was nice. What? You said everybody. Yeah, yeah be hilarious. Hilarious. I did. I just, so, so Matt just is like, with what now? Take, I, I, take us back. Yeah. Take us back to uh, young Matt Hatch. Okay. He's, he's, he's reading the Wheel mm. of Time. He loves the Wheel of Time. He does. And he says, you know what? I'm going to get on GeoCities or, or whatever. Uh, he did. Yeah, it wasn't Jesus. It was Jesus. It is. Yeah, I'm gonna say I knew that because I researched or something. Um, and uh, and uh, what? Just walk us through that. Like, how did that happen? Okay. Actually, you know what? Go further back a little bit. Uh, we okay. want to know, like, born, raised. Uh, where, was it in no, West West Philadelphia? Were you born oh, and raised? Jesus. Upstate New York is where I was where I was born. In upstate New nice. York. Born and raised. Read Wheel of Time is how I spent most of my most days. Hey, I love it. Uh so Josh, first of all, is your camera blurry, man? You're blurry in your camera there. I want I want more focus on your camera. Okay. I can't do anything um, with it. So yeah, I guess I'll take you. Let me take you back there. Uh so I, I I've told the story in various ways, but uh yeah, I I started reading the wheel of time probably when I was 15 in 1990. And uh, that's when it came out. Uh, but I think I nice, Josh, that's perfect now. Um, but <laughs> I think I started reading at the end of that year. I did not re start reading it at the beginning. I think it was like the end of that year. I think the great hunt came out soon after that. Um, if it, maybe it came out that same year, if I remember correctly. Uh, so yeah, I started reading the books, huge fan of them. And uh yeah got on the internet in 1990 in 1990 at the end of 1996 <laughs> and uh started working a tech job in 97 i want to say 97 and yeah found out that one my boss was actually a huge fan of the wheel of time and he hired me i think on the basis that I was a fan of the Wheel of Time, it was the first time, <laughs> nice. first time that my geekery had ever like moved me Paid into off. Like, like a real life kind of. I didn't know people existed that liked that I would ever meet that would like the books. I never spoke to people that liked them, and and that job is where I began. I think I started a full time position the end of '97, I think, and 
around that time, uh, first day, my boss was gone. And I asked my coworker, what am I supposed to do with the boss gone? And he said, why don't you learn how to write HTML? You can make a web page. And I was oh. like, oh, that's a fun idea. And so I took that whole <laughs> hello world, the stupid HTML for mm, dummies kind of yeah, approach. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, man, uh, I really want to make my own theory website because I had been on the internet to see other theory forums, but no one had like a website dedicated to them. And so I built a website with really, really terrible graphics. It was bad. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's so good, it's bad. Or it's so bad, it's good. However you want to say that. And yeah, the, the, the rest is history. Fans showed up and wanted to talk about theories with me. And I, I tell people this all the time. It's true. And I look back at myself and I'm like, you wasted a ton of time. You should just talk to a developer. But I, people would submit a form under like a theory and it would be their comment on someone else's comment. And I would take their text, I would put it in HTML, and I would save it onto the HTML file, and it would display their comment underneath it. And I did that for thousands of comments. <laughs> I have no idea why I did it that way. It's just, it was 1998, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I, uh, yeah, so I manually added people's comments that they submitted through forms to show what they said about theories. And then I'd respond to them. It was actually nice. a really good way for me to be like, I'd see it immediately, have a response, and I'd post them both. It was really uh, Question for you, Matt. When yes. you that were getting mind, on the, the internet at this time for Theoryland, did it sound a little like this? <laughs> what does that sound like a war call from Lord of Thirty? <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's say I was like, we were playing Warcraft often at work. Sometimes <laughs> we would uh, like. Uh, but, uh, so not exactly like that, but yes. Be, the, the beeping, yes. That ear piercing shrill. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I got my first tech job, that it was no longer like that. That was my first experience with uh, is it like a T one? No, I think we had oh, like Ethernet snap. at our. Nice. At the, I was working for iOmega and we had an Ethernet line, and I was like, "Yeah, this is so much better." <laughs> like, that is awesome. We, we can call people and be online at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I remember thinking to, like, we were fancy. Wait. Yeah, I remember thinking we were fancy when we had call waiting Ooh. on the dial-up, where you could accept or you could click no on like on the screen. To say no to a call, but it would still go through anyway. Mm. <laughs> Back whenever Netscape would send out CDs with like three month free trials of an internet connection. Netscape. What, what's uh, so funny about that is like I was so, zero. I got it. Sorry, this is actually just the nostalgia episode. We're not going to talk about anything anymore. <laughs> We're just down this rabbit hole. No, sorry, Matt. Uh, okay, no, I have to tell the story, and then we can switch back to you know topic again, real time, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> even then. Like by the time I got a tech job, I was already trying to convince people how not to use the internet. You know what I mean? Like this, we're talking for the last 25 years of my life. It's been like, you opened what? Why are you using this program? Stop <laughs> doing this. Like I, I have a hard time being in the room with people that are like new to the internet or maybe just don't understand it. I, I have just, I, I struggle because I watch them, how they're using, how they're using it. And I just, I can't handle it. I have to like walk away and be like, I don't understand how you bought a product from that website. Like, I don't understand, <laughs> but you did. You like, you put in your credit card information and you clicked submit and 
I, I'm just going to go in the corner and cry a little bit. Like that, that's <laughs> happens to me. Like, I just can't be there. That's, yeah, that's what, bro. that's what comes from uh, 25 years. Nope. Yeah. Poor little it soul right now. Yep. You haven't yeah, lived yeah. until you have a customer that has only ever had a laptop that looks at you and asks, and you tell them, Hey, click this. And they're like, where's the mouse? You've had a laptop <laughs> for five years. Oh my gosh. Uh, light blinded fool just posted. That is what a the screen, website yep. looked like. Yeah. That's a screen screen capture. By the way, that um, that image of that world was an animated GIF. That's how cool <gasps> that image was. You, sir, oh. are fancy. AF. Oh, I just stole it from somebody. I didn't oh, like actually. Do that's that all. One. That's all everybody sure. did back back then. in yeah, the day where say. you could do that and not lose your entire livelihood for it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now oh, we're in the know, era where NFTs how- are on the rise. Do you know how cool I thought I was with that background? I was like, this is the most amazing Wheel of Time background I've ever found. Because normally you'd find like just the one that's lines with vertical lines or you'd find something. I was like, it has rings, which is kind of like a weave of stuff. Yeah, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was um, amazing. I love so, that. That's amazing. I feel, like my, so, I feel like I'm making my old MySpace page. Right? <laughs> yes. Who's in your top eight, Matt? <laughs> let me let me show them how edgy I am by putting My Chemical Romance as my page song. Oh yes. <laughs> oh no. All right. So oh, no. so we have Theoryland. We have the the early beginnings of Matt, yeah. the yes. innkeeper hatch. Uh, when did other people start getting involved with the with the the website like officially? Not just like coming and and enjoying it, but like actually being involved. With with the the back end of it kind of thing Mm, i this is something i never did well which is i never uh other web masters did this so much better which was they would like actually get a crew of people to help them (laughs) it was always something i just was like people are showing up this is cool this was that's what i was there for if that makes sense yeah like i wasn't there to like make a thing that was automated that did it by itself and i never had to interact with it i was like there because i was like oh my gosh other fans are talking to me they, like we're talking and we're having a conversation and I want to be involved in this. And so it took me like a couple of years before I said to my brother-in-law at the time where I was like, dude, I do need you to automate some of these things because I don't have any time. And I'm going to, my wife's going to have a kid soon. And we're like, we're going on with life, but I do need some of these things. I just don't, can't do this manually. And people are, people would send me emails and be like, Hey, when are you going to post that thing? I'd get like hundreds of emails. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> So he eventually kind of automated that submission theory process, the replying processes and such. And then I also integrated forums into the site pretty early. And so the forums really became like the center of discussion. That's when theory landers really started having kind of like, uh, they became theory landers, if that makes sense. Like they had yeah. names and histories and, and yeah, the forums is where it really became a, a place now talking about the theories was the point of it, but we'd be on the forums to keep the conversation going. And yeah, so that would, that took place like a year after like in 1999, 2000. Would you say that's what kind of created the community, that kind of communal aspect of the forums? Yeah. The forums did. uh, I was literally doing an email blast with a group of like hundreds for a while where we would reply to people's theories and thoughts and you'd reply all. (laughs) <laughs> so you just reply <laughs> all to like 300 people nice it was impossible to follow threads but that was like it was almost like 
awesome that way because you're just like you'd get your email and all of a sudden you'd like 30 replies and you're just That's trying to track awesome. things and you'd find a reply you like <laughs> and then you just reply all to everybody it would be this is before there was like threading in email and everything the madness ensued it was it was amazing but yeah theoryland became a thing it wasn't until early 2000s when i found out that theoryland was listed in the websites that the that tor recommended in the wheel of time books that's, that's when it awesome. that's when it became real and i was like i was like starstruck a little bit you know because you'll go to a bookstore and i was like theoryland.com is in here that's insane you know <laughs> uh, that's when i realized like oh wow like i guess people know about this place uh and then that's really cool so yeah we're kind of a big deal people know us <laughs> <laughs> so uh, exactly so when you started it out well you said 98 so there was only like what one or two books at the time right 98? 98 no, no there, there were like six a, books sorry a seven i think about yeah yeah uh, seven yeah. sorry I, yeah. Knew, I knew that i knew that um he saw like on, the test. on the internet and, in 90 when there wasn't really very when there was books, no but. internet right um <laughs> well i lost my question now yeah, but, yeah. Well, 98 so, two books something that what, what was your question? <laughs> While you're thinking of your question, I'll cover for yeah. you. Thank um, you. Appreciate that. You've met a ton of of people throughout this. I mean, uh, you've met a ton of fans, a ton of fellow book enjoyers, but you've also met a ton of people that have been absolutely central and crucial to the Will of Time series, uh, just as the book series, and continue to be instrumental in the TV series. Because in looking up stuff, because I went into a, a Google search rabbit hole trying to find the origin date for Theoryland, and I'm just apparently not that good with Google. Uh, you wrote an article back in October of 2010 for the Tor oh, Forge blog. I did, yeah. And in the before uh, times. Yeah, in the before times. <laughs> before, you know, the, the great happening. Yeah. And... It, it does this really good job of illustrating just some of the people so in, uh, so intrinsic to the Wheel of Time that you've been able to speak with and interact with over years. It's not even just like, hey, this all happened in a year. Because right. you, you go into like a very brief spill. It's, it's well written. Like, good job, for sure. Uh, I have to go back you know, now, and now. I'm like curious. Like, was it well written? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I like it. Um, but this is like 12 years old. Um, and here, yeah, I'll throw the link in the live chat for anybody oh. that wants to see what I'm talking about. You know and so that you can go back and look, look at, at it. it. <laughs> but uh, you, you talk about how you're, you're not a good salesman, that uh, you don't, you're not that great at giving Theoryland a flattering explanation and sales pitch. And you go into a little bit of a, well, let's just see how other people describe me. And <laughs> nice. anybody that doesn't know you might think like, okay, it's going to be friends, family, maybe your wife or something like that. No, it's Brandon Sanderson. It is Alan. It is Maria. <laughs> it is Robert Jordan. And it's like, ah. it's yeah. like a who's who of Wheel of Time, uh, you know, minus, you know, a couple of people that I'm, I'm sure were busy or included in other responses for sure. But this was in 2010. Way, I so this is about this one. This is a, this <laughs> oh, yeah? 
Andrew, I've just done so many cool things. I didn't even remember what you're talking about. (laughs) That absolutely legendary thing that I did ten years ago. What? No, totally deserved. I just, I just, I know. I just ran right into that one. (laughs) But it's it's such a great title too. Theoryland, just some crazy in a pot. Yeah, Um, yeah. I've always been bad, even when it comes to like the dusty wheel. Like, and my kids. This bothers my kids. This bothers people that moderate the dusty wheel everything and i don't know what it is like people will be like so what are you doing i'll be like i run like a live stream <laughs> like uh like and like i'll i'll like i'll see like my child next to me and they'll be like shaking with like anger like that's what you're gonna say it's like a live stream you well do. especially if you're if it's like taylor who knows intimately well, what yes. it is and is like i'm sorry did you just make yourself sound like a twitch person get the hell out of here dad <laughs> Well, I mean, no, I, don't, I don't know yeah. if it's the same. It's I don't know if it's the same for you, and uh, I know it is for me. I don't. I can't speak for Josh or Daniel, but when we started, he usually the podcast, does, and he's usually right. Yeah. Well, when we when <laughs> this little podcast started, like I was expecting, like oh, we might trick five people into listening, and they might enjoy it, and you know that'll be uh, what comes to this. It'll just be fun because I get to talk about the wheel of time. Um, <laughs> and now we have you know a little bit more than that. And for me, it still feels a lot like the same thing. There's more things to kind of look at. There's more things to kind of be cognizant of, but it's still very much the same thing. So me describing how the podcast was when it started versus describing how the podcast is now, I have to wrestle with that bit of if I start like throwing out things like numbers or things we've done or stuff like that, that are cool that I'm just saying because they're cool. I have to fight with that kind of inner voice. It's like, why are you bragging? Right. Yes. And I, I know you, you yeah. seem like a very, uh, from when I've met you and everything, uh, you're a very, it seemed to be a very humble guy. And well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you respond to any of this? Uh, I mean, yes, yeah. you're right. Uh, <laughs> so it gets hard to like tell people, like, because if you just I'm, say, like, oh, well, I just me, do a podcast. A lot of people well, say I'm the most humble person oh that they've ever met. <laughs> the most humble. Uh, because it's like as you're saying it like you have so much pride in the things you're doing and i know you have a lot of pride in theory land a lot of pride in the dusty will um that as well as you're saying it you're like i know this doesn't do justice to explaining what it is i'm talking about it's just that weird thing between like feeling like you're bragging but also explaining what's going on is that kind of how it is for you i i think i look at it like this like if I, I don't do, uh, okay, let me, yeah, let me back up a little bit. So like Theoryland, for example, I didn't put like ads on Theoryland for like 20 years, never did. Uh, because like at the time it, I hated ads, right? You're like on the internet and all of a sudden you go to a website and 700 ads come up. Still and at do. the time I was like, I don't want anyone to think that this is anything, but just like some dude in his basement, like making some content and having fun. And uh, yeah, and I've always felt like, community spoke for itself and the product spoke for itself and me saying anything was like i didn't it's like you're there and you experience it and that's what it is and it's not anything that i can tell you because i yeah i can't encapsulate what theoryland is i can just be like yeah it's just it's for crazy people that want to talk about a book non-stop and people are like that's how you would explain theoryland and i'm like i don't know it's a it's a place 
you theorize about a book and then right. like really it sucks you suck at this like <laughs> think of something better to say and i'd be like i don't know it's a community and there's people around the world that talk about the wheel of time and they're like that's better um so well, like, I, I i love how like all of us have sat around for so much longer thinking of like the perfect way to describe the series that our shit is based on <laughs> than the thing that we do that's actually based on that series that like we <laughs> like i have agonized over how to explain the wheel of time to people but then somebody's like so what's the black tower podcast and i'm like the podcast about a book series, and they're like, <laughs> and they're just like, like, go. like, yeah, my, me and my two like funny idiot friends get together, have a, a couple of drinks, and talk about a book series. Yeah, yeah, it's clear that that's true. Yep. Um, <laughs> friends, hey, uh, wait a minute, <laughs> no, but no, and that's I represent the, that remark. Thank you. <laughs> it's just anything like the dusty wheel that's just been its own journey, and yeah. And in the end, I'm like, if you've seen the dusty wheel, you know, like mm. I don't, I should, if I ever have to like tell you how much of a fan I am, then I failed. <laughs> then, then I'm probably like talking to a media person, right? Like, yeah. you, right. <laughs> it's just like, you either know how passionate I am about this stuff or you don't. And I don't really care to like, I don't care to correct people's impressions of me about wheel of time fandom especially not now if that makes sense but even yeah. back mm -hmm. then it was just like dude I, I don't know what to tell you like i i do this for hours a day because i love a book series and i don't want any <laughs> accolades for it i could care less about the accolades it's just really fun and the it's fans i fun. meet are awesome and so the accolades sure i am never going to tell you it's not cool to be a character in this of book. course it is yeah. very cool it's it's very awesome and i'm not trying to diminish like the cool things that have come from my fandom it's just they've never been the purpose of it. Yes. So they're never the thing I talk about the most. If that makes sense. The purpose yes. of it's been like to geek out. So that's stuff I love talking about. It's like, why do you, if someone asked me, like, why do you do this? Oh man, then you can't make me shut up. You know, like, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, why did you do the theory land? It'd be like, oh man, well, because I did this and I met this librarian and all, whatever. And I can go on and tell these stories. But if they're like, how do you feel about the thing you did? It's always like, good because i like it <laughs> i do have to ask a question about okay. the character in keeper hatch okay is the cudgel real do you have a cudgel do you have a cudgel okay so, do you have your exit body so, so this is this is funny because uh so my wife and i met when we were eight um and we were not married at that point uh and she uh <laughs> Oh, good. Thanks. I'm for glad specifying. that you. Have, I'm glad that you heard that as you said it and clarified. But also, yeah. it's funny because like the same that. thing happened when I was like, I married my son this Sunday or whatever. My son was like, "You mean you officiated my wedding? There we Why go. did you not write you officiated my wedding?" And I was like, yeah. "People understand. Shut up. We get it. <laughs> we get it." Uh, so yeah, I mean, no. I've seen those categories on the internet. I, yeah, it might yeah, be yeah. a little bit weirder now. I uh, yeah, so I met the individual who became my wife. Is that better? Uh, there you when go. There we you were go. eight, and we started. I had a crush on her from when I was like ten till now. Um, and uh, and uh, we started dating when we were seventeen. So yeah, like we have a different kind of relationship that maybe people that dated that early and liked each other when they were kids have, which I'm always just like. Uh, 
yeah i think when i was like 17 18 i was like stay away dudes <laughs> so, right. I think, <laughs> so I, i'm pretty sure when i was like young there probably was an actual cudgel around where i'd be like mm. oh i know what that guy's thinking and no stay away you know um <laughs> but uh but no i don't have an actual cudgel Dang uh, it. and one would imagine so someone we want to make to really get one of that all right so, i was about to say black tower podcast needs to uh procure <laughs> a cudgel and present hey, Matt, it earmuffs right now we're gonna plan how to get yeah, you a yeah. cudgel. <laughs> fix, fix just, that in post andrew see i just really i love this the is, idea of yeah, the story ahead. being that like you know you're, you're doing beta reading and everything for you know the, the end of the series with brandon sanderson yeah. and like you're like i've got some ideas and he's like ah I'll come and talk about it over, over dinner. And you're like, cool. And he walks in, y'all have dinner. It's all nice. You go to the bathroom and you hear, he's just engaged in polite conversation with the wife and you just peek around the corner with the cudgel. <laughs> he's like, I'm terrified, but inspired. <laughs> what I think is funny. And my wife will not disagree with this. So I don't think I'm like outing her in this way at all, but she is the one that would beat the crap out of somebody. I'd be like, we should probably just be nicer to people. You know, <laughs> like, I'd be like, she's the one. If anybody would be like, she's she's uh, you got to be you gotta be careful around that girl. Uh, I love but, it. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm hearing a the lover, not the fighter. Here. So there we go. I am here. It is here, Matt, that basically everything you love most in life, you just made the decision that that was going to be your future at somewhere in the neighborhood of like age 10, age 15, age set. Like I I'm really liking your commitment to all of the things in your life well, that you I were like about it that way. very young and went that, that yeah. forever. No takesy backsies. I'm in. <laughs> Okay, uh, I will say this, though. Uh, when my wife and I started dating, she was the one that asked me to dance first. Eh? So um, so I had the crush. Nice. But she came over that line first. Is all I'm nice. She, so. she laid the bridal wreath at your feet. As I'm, I'm just saying, like, it was like, uh, it was her, her idea, maybe subliminally through my ideas. I don't know. There but, you uh, go. Um, some so, some yeah. weaves of compulsion there. That's I laid right. I laid nine years of foundation <laughs> until so, she finally actually <laughs> So uh let let me ask this then, because okay. you've got Theory Land, it's a it's a success, it's awesome. People are there, people are having fun with it, it's great. You're talking about theories. At what point in time did you come into contact with Brandon Sanderson? So, yeah, uh, I think I met him at the first Jordan Con. Wait, was oh. it the first one? I think he was at the first one. I, this is like, I have to go back and actually like <laughs> figured out the history now because it's been so long. But the I want to say that he showed up at the first Jordan Con, but I did not get invited to be on the team until the second book. So the beta reading team, I wasn't invited to be part of okay. reading the, the Gathering Storm. And yeah, so I think it was through Jordan Con that we met, and, and then never soon... let Brandon Sanderson forget it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, well, soon after we met, I moved to Utah, which people then in the community were like, "You moved to Utah because you wanted to be close to Brandon." <laughs> and like, no, and you were like, um, "Just because you're not right doesn't mean you're wrong." Like... <laughs> exactly. I mean, so... there are worse reasons to move to Utah. <laughs> exactly. Josh can tell you all about him. I, I was... can. <laughs> 
I was there. I mean, I was still a long ways away from Brandon, but I certainly was closer than most fans physically. So, uh, yeah, I think it was through Jordan Con. It was through Theorylanders. He learned, you know, he learned about Theoryland. Mm-hmm. He obviously was trying to dig in and learn about the world of the Wheel of Time, mm-hmm. and he. So it's it was hard by that point to go online and look for Wheel of Time discussion and not see Theoryland. You might not yeah. enter it because <laughs> a lot of people did not want to enter it. Um, like a lot of people had Brandon's feelings. Like you, that article you shared, Brandon's quote was, "You know, I love you, Theorylanders, even if I sometimes feel like I'm surrounded by a pack of wolves when talking to you." Um, so yeah, like that is. Oh. I often did not make comments <clears throat> on my own website <laughs> because I was like. I can't, I can't, no, I can't have that argument right now. Uh, yep. So uh, <laughs> lurking theory land was like a thing. And uh, people always come and tell me, they're like, I, I, I went on your website. I was never going to comment on it, but I was there. Um, so yeah, Brandon knew about Land for years. He, he knew about, um, he knew about, yeah, maybe the insanity that was theory land. And I remember the moment though, and I don't know if this convinced him. I'm surprised, honestly, that he invited me. for this story i'm really surprised that he ever invited me because imagine this they had like a a jordan it was the first jordan con or the second jordan con i can't remember uh they had a dinner the night before on thursdays for kind of like um anyone that was like like volunteering and Mm -hmm. then also like the people that ran it and i was invited to that dinner and they had the table set up in like a u Mm-hmm. I was running like our flight got in late, like it does from Utah to Georgia. And I was like, oh man, no, I, no, I'm, tell I'm me kind about of, it. I'm like pissed off because I'm like, I don't want to miss this dinner. This guy named Brandon's going to be there. You know, he's, he's doing the wheel of time thing, you know, and I wanted to be there to kind of chat with him. And I remember walking in, all of the seats were taken. Oh, and no. Brandon was like, if you looked right, so I'm looking down, down the U, right? So I'm looking at the backside mm-hmm. of the U ahead of me. Brandon's like in the corner, the back right corner as I'm looking at the room. So I took two chairs. There were no chairs in the inner circle. So I took two chairs with, for my wife and I and walked right up the middle of the, the U and sat right in front of him <laughs> with those two chairs. Nice. I, like, I sat down in front of him and I said, hi, my name is Matt Hatch. Who killed Asmodian? Um, and, uh, <laughs> And uh, that was like, like, and I asked him, I think I, I think I asked him that question maybe 10 times Good. (laughs) of a meal that I purposely forced myself to sit in front of him at that moment. So yeah, I'm surprised that he invited me to be part of the beta read group, honestly. Uh, But yeah, it's a, it's a funny, uh, funny memory for me of just like asserting the moment there, I guess. And love that. I love how, like, cause I, what, I, what is the saying? Fortune favors the bold. That's right. It's brave. <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, bold, brave. It's a well, translation issue. We're going to well, go with it the was, bold. I'm it, just kidding. It, it's again, it's, it's just that crypto.com is trying to make it fortune favors the brave, and it pisses me <laughs> off every time. <laughs> because like, I think it's it. like it's trademarked or something that fortune favors the bold. And so they like had to change it for all their commercials. And every time it, like they the commercial comes on while we're watching mixed martial arts, I'm always like, it's bold. It's absolutely bold. And I hate you so much right now. Anyway, sorry, Matt, you were saying. <laughs> no, that's a, it, it, what's funny about that is like you brought up this thing where like I would assert myself like this is mm-hmm. going to be my future. 
but it's funny because I don't have like a plan. It was just the passion about who killed this Modian overrode any rational thought of like, that's rude. <laughs> don't do this. And I just did it like, and for most things, I would never do that unless I really, really want the thing. And then I override like the, oh, well, that's kind of rude. Don't do that impulse. And yeah, I would say in those moments, it's strangely tied to the wheel of time in, in many instances where I've just been the kind of zany theorizing, you know, wheel of time geek. Yeah. Like people look, this is absolutely true. It's not that people think it's cool even among fandom to be this obsessed. <laughs> it's not that they necessarily like engage with it, but they do recognize it. And in sometimes it just happens to be the right place, right time for that kind of thing. Because like, there's plenty of people that are like, uh, you know, they called us hardcore fan freaks for a reason. And that is because <laughs> we were hardcore fan freaks. And uh, that's a moniker we came to own. Well, let me just say, uh, I know that you're what you're saying is accurate. I'm aware of that. Uh, but you are sitting currently in a room with three other people who are very much like, yeah. no, that is actually one of the things that we're enjoying. Like you yeah. being oh, a Zoom room is oh, exactly okay. why. Yes. In a Zoom room. Exactly. <laughs> why, you're like, why are today. you in the dusty wheel? Like, how did you I didn't realize it was such Inside a diverse the like, dusty decoration? Wheel? Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, but no, it, I, I love to hear stories like that. Cause again, I, not to make it about us or anything, but I know that like, the three of us have also struggled very much with the idea of those voices in your head saying, don't do that thing. Don't go as far as, you know, oh, that's a rude question or, oh, they don't want to hear about this or they're not as big of a fan as you. So, you know, tune it or tone it down a little and blah, blah, blah. And, and honestly, getting to sit here and talk to you about this is awesome. Um, any, anytime we meet other people who are as into this series, like all three of us just went to Jordan con for the first time last year. And the fact that there are a bunch of people who are the three of us and you yeah. is like amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah. so definitely I, I, we recognize what you're saying is accurate and that most of the population isn't that, but God, when you find those people, it's awesome. Well, is, let me let me tell beautiful. you like one of those instances uh i went to the first jordan con and i wasn't i don't think i told anybody i was going like it wasn't like there was like a huge community awareness program or something it was just like <laughs> if you didn't email people they didn't know things back yeah. then right and i showed up no one knew me like i, I knew other theorylanders were going and i was gonna meet them for the first time i was really excited for the second time because uh, we had gone to dragon con like a couple mm. years before that and I was really excited to see them. I sat down in a room and I would, people would be like, hi, what's your name? I'd be like, Matt. <laughs> they'd be like, cool. And then they'd be like, and then later they'd be like, why didn't you tell me you run theory land? And I was like, you didn't ask me what I do. And I remember sitting there and I saw like the program and on the program was like a list for like a discussion about the Ailfin and Ilfin. Uh, and I was like, Oh no, they're going to get stuff wrong. Like, I was like, <laughs> no. So I was like, oh crap. Uh, and so luckily I had brought like a printout or something, or I don't know how I got a piece. I remember having a piece of paper and I was like, see this, see these answers to these questions. I walked up to somebody who was heading the panel and I was like, 
can you just make sure that you use these questions and answers? Cause we spent a long time trying to define this stuff from Robert Jordan. And I hate it when fans get this stuff wrong. And I, I think it was like Tom de Simone or somebody who's already also still in Jordan con. They were like, why don't you just sit on the panel with us? And I was like, I can. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I've never been on a panel before. This is weird. You, you know? Oh, God. And so of course, oh, I got, do that. I get, I Shoot the him panel, or something. The panel was like this. It was like, Welcome back to the dusty. No, it kind of be doing that, like, uh, like instantly oh. I got to the panel and people would be like, I'd be like, no, that's incorrect. Robert Jordan said this, 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 and this, and actually quote like this. And what I find fascinating is this and this and this. And I did that panel. I did another panel. By the end of the weekend, uh, Jennifer Liang, <laughs> she's like, Matt, people told us that they hope you come back next year. And we want you to be the MC of Jordan Con 2 or like whatever, like next year. And I was like, cool. This was awesome. You know, like, <laughs> like I was like, you have panels and you just talk about this crazy stuff for hours. And then you go into the hallways and you talk about it for hours. And people are here for that exact purpose. It's like a website live. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it, it's so good, though. Yeah. Like, it, OK, so I'm, I'm just going to plug Jordan Con real quick, because if you've never been to Jordan Con again, okay. It, again, I'm going to plug it again. If you've never <laughs> oh, been no, they, to Jordan Con's into it. It likes being plugged. You, you've got to go. It is a, Last year, people would show up without a ticket and sit in the lobby yep. just to hang out and talk Wheel of Time. It is the most amazing experience. And uh, Matt, this actually is... Uh, one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about tonight. So is, yeah. is that the origin story of how the theory land panel was born? Yeah. Oh, the loony theories, the loony theories. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Uh, so uh, let's, let's point that out, right? It's called loony theories. Do we understand yes. why it's called loony theories? It is because our fellow fans <laughs> consider this stuff loony. I actually consider them theories, um, but uh, <laughs> but some of them consider them loony. And so what happened was whoever like was running, it was like, I think it was the second or third year because I emceed the second year. And that's when like Theoryland showed up in mass. Mm-hmm. And it so like black t-shirt, <clears throat> like 30 to 40 people moving as a single unit of black t-shirts. <laughs> was really like kind of intimidating because they were like, not a cult. They would like walk the into the back of like, brigade. The, yeah, yes! it felt like that. They would walk into like the back of the of the like panel, and they would sit together, and then you'd hear this in the back. Oh yeah, Moraine, whatever you know. <laughs> They'd be commenting on something like, "Yeah, they still they still believe that one." Oh man, yeah, no, that was proved wrong like in two thousand five, and whatever you know. They'd be like whispering back there, and somebody in the panel would be like, "Did you have something to say?" And they'd be like, "Well." Yeah, that's wrong or something like that, you know, and I'd be like, and I would be by that point, I was like, kind of like, oh, I was starting to see it from other people's vantage points. And I was like, <laughs> that they're a lot, you know, um, <laughs> and then I was like, that is Man, so cool. somebody saying that the ale fin and the eel fin, <laughs> like all of your theories are wrong, might not be the most likable thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we got Looney Theories panel, which I actually loved. And the concept of it really kind of formed in calling it loony theories. And that was where, um, uh, you know, obviously Sarah Nakamura and Chrissy Lucier, who you may know, were also Uh like going to Jordan con 
and they crashed. It was they they always made it like late, like ten or eleven o'clock at night, and it was always <laughs> it became one of the most attended panels for being that late at night. And I do remember this moment where Brandon walked in. This is early Brandon, by the way. This does not happen anymore, but this is early Brandon. <laughs> he walked into the panel and he goes, "Oh." They cross scheduled me against you guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah. Brandon's made up for that. Don't worry about that. Uh, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's good now. He's they good. don't, they don't do that with popular panels anymore. Cause no. they know that almost everyone's going to Brandon's. Everyone's staring into Brandon's panel. Like really? I mean, I even had an experience like that with Brandon has a, his own mini con uh, mm-hmm. now. And they asked me to do a panel on the wheel of time there. And I was like, cool, this is awesome. And I was like, hey, it's cool. We got like, there was a huge room. And I was like, a third of it's full. That's really great. And then I hear like, I see Brandon walking down the hallway. And I was like, they cross scheduled me against you. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you put me against the panel you, against Brandon. Uh, uh, you got fireflied. I was, I was actually going to say, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon remembers that story and he actually just <laughs> had them cross schedule you at his own con. Okay. So just to be like, oh, how the turntables Matthew. You, you go find that. Cause there are, I think there are recordings of it. So Brandon's doing his <laughs> panel. So we're at the front. There's like four of us. I can't remember who all was on the panel with me. Uh, but we, we basically were like, we should we should make sure that like they clapped they're like Brandon everybody clapped really loud we could hear it on the other side of like the dividers so we're like we need to be louder than this so they like we introduced ourselves or whatever and the panel and our room like screamed extremely loud and so then like <laughs> then you hear some like almost some whispering and about like 30 seconds to a minute later the other room like erupts really <laughs> loud and like and then i was like oh we can't let them win and so like we we're like we're gonna boo this time so we booed extremely loud and then like and then they did something else and we finally let let it go but yeah i'm sure there's some left of there something left there with brandon and i as far as panels are concerned and attendance uh but yeah it was a it was a funny moment that's where looney theories came from and it really became this kind of late night just ridiculously fun i don't know if you did you three attend the one we did this recent jordan con i okay Oh my gosh. Here, here's the deal. Nope. Here's hold on. Nope, I'm out. Hold on. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry the panel's attendance was capped at like 50 people. Yeah. Right. right. That tried. was what I was about to say. We tried you know, so we kept the couch hard. warm. We okay. kept the couch warm for you until you got done and came back out. All right. Okay, that's fine. And I, it's, so it wasn't bad. very warm, okay. but it was warm. I will say this though. I will say this though. I we did have so what we would do is we'd be in the couches, right? In the lobby. And then we would have someone with a laptop set up and oh, check yeah, yeah. the live Correct. stream. Honestly, you so, had to do that, you know? Yeah. I, I, I did. No, we did attend. We, we, we weren't there in person. The okay. panel. We did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't okay. hear the panel. That makes me feel a little bit better. But I uh, saw yeah. the panel. But, but the, the whole concept is this idea of getting fans together and coming up with a theory that's mm-hmm. plausible, but n- not likely. Yeah. Which is, you know, as like, far outside of reality as you can be while still being in. Yeah, you have reality. To, it has to be acceptable to the panel. And so mm-hmm. you, you have to give us threads to work with. And we, we do a good job of like yeah. working with threads. people's threads. Uh, they, they, they'll throw something out. And we're like, 
give me more, give me more pattern. And somebody like they did like the Scooby Doo gang was like the Wheel of Time is the Scooby Doo gang in our age or something like that, you know. And nice. you start you start kind of painting that one. That one I think won second place in the last mm-hmm. one. Uh, but yeah, that's that is correct. Looney Theories became a thing, and uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I, this is the so, thing. It's one of my favorite things that came from. Karen is not fandom. a Disney princess. Hush your face. Yes, he um, is. <laughs> no, he's not. All right, so we've gotten you know Theoryland. We've gotten every. Uh, you've <laughs> now been attending Jordan Con for for a number of years at this point. Yeah. When did you sort of make the decision that you were actually going to join into the realm of of the online uh, with the Dusty Wheel and do things like that? And how did it come about that that sort of it? took off like this how did you know taylor get involved was it right from the beginning was it later on how did the sort just give us sort of the origin story of the dusty wheel as it is today well so i i think i like is typical fashion with me like i've told the story but in like Mm -hmm. tweets that only 10 people saw (laughs) you know like so that's uh, why we want to hear it again in your words with so this i will seven people can hear Hey, there's how many here? How many, how many in your chat here? Let me see. <laughs> that, that, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, minus us. 15 other people. Wow. Uh, that are hearing it right now. Let's yeah. let's imagine how many people are going to watch it on YouTube. It's going to so, be like a whole 17. 17 like. or 18. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2018, I learned of like that, whatever, Amazon or something, Sony had picked up the rights something right like that kind of makes its way through fandom people on facebook shared kind of those articles i heard that sarah nakamura a friend of mine got involved and was like hired to be part of that and i was like oh my gosh good for her like i know that's something that she's worked for and wanted so yeah i was like that's awesome but honestly in 2018 i was like this is cool just don't screw it up people i just I i can't wait you know like just get the metaphysics right was all i was saying in my head uh and so it was not until 2019 JordanCon, where I think actually Sarah was there at JordanCon. And it was on one of those Thursday late nights where we all just sit around on the CouchCon, you know, doing CouchCon in the lobby. And I remember her asking me the question, like, are you going to do any, like you bring in Theoryland back when the show comes out? And I was like, no, I don't know, maybe you know, I was kind of like wobbling. <laughs> I was like waffling, whatever. And she's like, why not? Why wouldn't you? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess I could bring it back forums. I don't know. And she's like, you should. <laughs> I was like, yeah. She's like, well, you've been doing this for so long. You know, you're going to do it. And that's what, what was funny was Sarah, Sarah knows me really well. And she goes, you know, that you can't not talk about the wheel of time. <laughs> and so like she's like so when this becomes like a thing you're going to be somewhere talking about it so why don't you just pick where you're going to be like just talk about it because you know you're going to talk about it. you want it like that was basically the conversation uh and yeah like that affected me like uh taylor my son went to that one and we were both sitting there and after that conversation with sarah i was like yeah, like that would be interesting. What would we do? And I and I use this as an opportunity to say to Taylor, like, okay, if we did something, I would want to do it with you. It'd be fun if you had something that you want to do. Uh, Daniel Green, I think, was there at that one. I hadn't ever met him before. I met him briefly. I saw these podcasts and these YouTube shows, and I was like, 
uh, oh, I met, I met at the time white tower podcast and I met, um, you know, uh, Seth with Watt spoilers, but like, they, they don't remember this, right? This is how, this is how a lot, honestly, this is how I would have gone up to them and like, hi, nice to meet you. I, I've seen your thing and it's awesome. So, and then I would walk away or something like I would, it'd be this really awkward interaction. They have zero recollection of ever meeting me, but I, I met, I didn't realize podcasts were a huge thing. It was like surprised me. Cause I'd kind of like gotten out of doing things in fandom for a while other than the Jordan con. And yeah. And then I was like, asked my son and he loves film. And we saw the success that Nablus had of reaching and Daniel had of reaching fans somehow over YouTube. And we're like, that's crazy. Like we looked at a video, we're like 30,000 people views or whatever. Like that's nuts. Like people are going to YouTube and typing in wheel of time. That just didn't like, I couldn't think about that. Uh, (laughs) And on the way home, uh, Taylor and I, yeah, devised like we're like, what would we want to do? Why wouldn't I want to do a website? We we basically were like, we should do something like the Talking Dead. That's what we said. Like, <laughs> if we were going to so, make us like an after show, where we as fans have a place to go to talk about this, how do we do it? And I was like, we have to be live because I hate being on camera, and so I could never edit something. <laughs> to be on camera, if that makes sense. It's stupid because I'd have to be live in order to allow it to be like, I can't stop something once it's gone live. So then I wouldn't take it down because I'd be dumb because it's already out there. Um, so it would like have to be live uh, talking dead. Okay. So we'd get we'll like do fans it live talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, so a live call in talk show on YouTube uh, was like, how would we do that? And we started piecing together like the idea of like a bar and the inn and an innkeeper and that all kind of just brainstormed out for like a couple months of we went and bought a bar like from some lady that was ah. selling some like she's like i'm moving it was like 50 bucks it was this old like if you guys saw the bar i actually i actually gave it away so oh. the, the old bar doesn't exist any longer um so yeah it was it was it was weird because we got the bar and the bar like made it I don't know if that makes sense. But like, we like put no, a bar in a corner of a room and we're like, it oh. makes it feel real. Oh, something yeah. physical, something. Yeah, I agree. I, I love, I love this story because earlier in the chat, uh, Anas dot a said that the dusty wheel is theory, the theory land reborn. Sure. Definitely the same soul. And to me, that just, that, that makes me feel so happy especially to hear sort of that origin of the show the dusty wheel because you know the dusty wheel is something that uh, uh, you know a lot of us really enjoy and uh really love theory land who doesn't enjoy bellying up to the to the dusty wheel bar and getting a nice uh, a nice serving of a new theory for man fear (laughs) i mean exactly exactly (laughs) and so it's it's actually been uh, a super awesome to like hear that origin. I, I love that. That's, yeah, it's, that's well, my interjection. There. It, it was awesome to like do something with my son. Uh, he really does. As everyone's seen, wherever he's gone, I'm totally inept. Uh, you know, like he, he helps make the show <laughs> a show and it's really only fun doing it. Like the actual creation of the show is only fun to do with Taylor. You know what I mean? Like, sure. When I do it by myself, it's kind of like, well, that's not why I got into this. I got into this to have this show where he and I like part of our banter is hilarious. It's like we work together and we're not related. You know, I'm like, yep. can, you just, <laughs> can you get over here? Like, 
he and he'll this is so funny that i'll be like dude are you ready we're gonna go live in like a minute and he's like did you just ask me if i'm ready you know <laughs> I'll sit there for like a minute arguing about like i can't believe you just asked me if i'm ready what do you think you're my dad you know <laughs> uh, stuff like that so yeah it I, think I brought you into this is, world that I can take you out of it. That's right. I think the spirit that created Theoryland is definitely, it is the same. Yeah. It's the same spirit of the place. Uh, and which, you know, it, it, it hits for some people and it doesn't right. Like it's not it's for everybody. It it's just, it's, it is. Some of for... us accept that Bella is the creator. <laughs> exactly. And some of us are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. no, I, yeah, I remember. No, I, I love, well, honestly, I love that it, I love that more people found this theory land than might have found the last one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love that YouTube allowed us to, yeah, to spread that spirit, if you will, out there and find people that were, had that same kinship. Because, yeah, the reaction to the Dusty Wheel has been genuinely, I think, one of the most uh, pleasureful experiences of my life of just like I every time I see people show up to chat, it's just like, wow, you guys like it's yeah, it like genuinely brings me joy. Did I say something? You <laughs> yes, but also it was chat. It was <laughs> Andrew being the nice. best no! kind of dick. <laughs> so nice. it's it's fact checker Mahale being a fact oh. checker Mahale. I was like, uh, yeah, Daniel starts laughing, and I was like, did I Andrew say it being Andrew? No, you said everything yeah. right. You're a wonderful but, human being. It's really, really funny for me, but also because... Andrew is the most correct that anyone could be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's funny because I have a coworker that uh, he doesn't adore Fio, but he uh, he does like Fio. He also like likes and appreciates Galvin. So um, no accounting uh, for taste oh, his, there. But those so still his, exist. Yeah, I was gonna say his opinion is suspect yeah. from the get go. So anything so, he uh, says uh, about Fio is so easily he's, dismissed. He's, he's a big fan of uh, what up? Then I'm assuming <laughs> exactly. Ah, <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> So, okay, so Matt. Yeah, go for it. So I have to ask. Okay. Notable theories. Okay. So from the early days, right, are there any theories that were, like, eerily accurate? And I ask this from from the perspective of, you know, being in the Black Tower. We're always on the lookout for someone who seems to be learning too quickly or someone who seems to know too much. Okay. So were there any theories that were posted that you noted later on in the series that were like, that was, that was on point. It's oh, so so two is, things, yeah. Matt, before, yeah. think about this for just a second, because I think this is going to go into a, an area that we need to go ahead and check because especially if they're going to be late uh, books, we definitely yeah, don't want to go ahead oh! and say any theories that are going I, I, to I feel be. Like I, yeah, I feel like I did. I, did, did I ruin any theories? No, <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're you're doing great. We just <laughs> want to go me. ahead and stop. Up. From this point forward, if you have not finished the series, Matt very well may spoil something for yeah. you because it was an early theory that ended up happening, or at least very close in the later book. So, so we're not going to do like a full official like spoiler warning that we normally do but from this point on please recognize that there is a chance that matt is going to spoil something out of actually answering this question because i think this is a great question i love it i want him to answer it but also 
don't screw yourself by continuing to listen. You haven't finished the books. Please exit now. If, uh, if so that you that's don't get something spoiled. You it's a great yeah, question. There is no better question. Just don't ruin the trade deals in the worst history of spoiler trade deals. So yes. But so now that we have that out of the way, yes. Are there any nobles who notably noted something in theory land that ended up going ahead and being weirdly accurate? So this is always a difficult one because you know, because you're you're talking about conversations we had like 23 years ago. So of course, and I mean, you know, people, <laughs> people had every idea, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, in other words, they would speculate about everything. It, you know, it's once you throw 300 darts at a dartboard, you're probably gonna be like <laughs> bullseye, you know, and you're like, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to get a bullseye <laughs> here <laughs> there. Uh, First but, time. <laughs> exactly. First try. So. Obviously, the Taim, um, I can't believe I just said the Taim because that's the proper way, but I used to always call him Tame. Uh, oh, he was Tame. Tame you and me book. both. Tame. The Tame, the tame theory. I read the glossary. It was in the back of the book. As soon as a new character showed up, Tame. they had their Stop. name. And how to pronunciation I don't understand Stop your anyone. shade. Let Matt talk. I don't understand anyone, <laughs> anyone who read the glossary. Like and, and I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't read it, but I know I got to a certain point in my fandom where people would be like, "Didn't you read the glossary?" And I realized, no, no. I didn't. And I why? never looked for pronunciation. That's for sure. Um, so what's funny though, which I, is I, fair. I hear really myself. Is. I hear myself asking. I have a recording of Dragon Con 2005 when we went when Theoryland went out there in mass to the Dragon Con where Robert Jordan was. And there's a recording of, I can hear my voice saying, um, I think I said Kyrian. And he said, yes, Kyrian. Fast forward to 15 years later, I'm doing a live call and talk show and I called it Karheen. And everyone made fun <laughs> of me. And so it's funny because like even, even pronunciations you think you, you might have known over the course of your fandom at one point, sometimes they just revert back to whatever you came up with when you're reading the books. But tight. Uh, Tame had like so many theories. There's so many variations of whether or not yes. he was, was demon dread, whether or not he wasn't, but he was. So the whole concept of him becoming a new, um, a, dread a new Lord, dread Lord or chosen. That was some of early, early theories in like 2000 in- innkeeper, not discriminating. Yeah. Well, 2000, like <laughs> 2000, I want to say, yeah, in 2000, uh, people were already theorizing that that was if he wasn't, he was definitely like a new, you know, chosen, if you will, versus just even just a dreadlord. And so, yeah, you you had those theories that people had kind of been like, well, this is an obvious place because this person's clearly not this. So Dude, I'm still mad that Jordan didn't do that. That was so he set that up so perfectly and then was no. like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, that's. Yeah, he, he showed he showed you can like retcon your ideas. Oh, he did. And and again, I respect the man completely. Don't ever hear that I don't respect that man more than like anybody else in the entire world, maybe except my mother. But like, <laughs> oh my god, it was such a perfect setup. And then he was like, nah, I don't think I will. And you're like, why? <laughs> yes. The old man Rogers did. He did. Uh, that is. That's and what's funny about that one is that's kind of how he wrote his books. 
especially early on. And that's what I love when you look into that. No, you're totally right. You're so glad when he did retcon or before he actually wrote them, changed the pathway of where he was going. So mm-hmm. maybe we're glad that he did because I don't know. Maybe like, maybe he would have. Maybe the I, execution of that was, if this makes sense, it was so heavy-handed. Fair. Like every no, fan true. in the world on the internet at the time was like, "That's totally demander." <laughs> Whatever. And we're like, <laughs> and Robert Jordan's like, "It's not." What are you talking about? And then like, so I, I guess in the end, I'm glad he didn't. But I wouldn't mind if the show did it. So I think that the tame theories or thank you. Theories, oh, I'm so in. Those were some of the, so those were to me, those were some of the ones where people just iterated over every possibility that you could have. Mm-hmm. Nothing standing out to me like, you know, you can always go to the Varen stuff. Um, you can always talk about it. It's not that that wasn't a possibility. I talked about it. Other fans had talked about it. Uh, that is the one I'm most proud of because I almost was right. I want to say almost. I mean, <laughs> throw it out right. there, like in, um, in detail, throw it out there. So yeah, Dark I, I always feel I always feel weird about this because like we're gonna spoil like what my favorite part of the book. So hopefully Hit people it. have left if they have not read. The yeah, books we got the point. spoiler warning out. Okay, there. So okay, you're good. So yeah, no, I you are I, protected. I was proselytizing, and I well, it was proselytizing. I was proselytizing the concept of Varen working with the Forsaken and the Dark One, but being an agent of the Light. I was proselytizing that since like 1999. Um, and everyone laughed nice. at my ideas about it. And then when I went to Dragon Con and asked the question if Varen had ever, I asked a really poorly worded question about Varen having <laughs> any contact with Lanfear. That's a terrible question, by the way. Um, and but you're Robert obsessed Jordan with said, Lanfear, so we get Robert it. Jordan said no, no contact. And you audibly hear my three land friends go start laughing. Um, <laughs> the recording that we have. Because they were like, yes, we don't have to listen to him ever bring up this theory ever again. Um, so when when I read that portion of the books, I it was like three o'clock in the morning and I was pumping my arm in the air to nobody. It was like, <laughs> it was just like, like I could not wait until, uh, you know, everyone read it and then I could, you know, but yes, but I say 99%, I was unwilling to say the words Black Asha. And mm. I went back and looked at like all you of and things. every other Aes Sedai. I t- it ticked me <laughs> off because I was like, I was so funny. It was one of those things where you're like, this person is working for the dark one and channels and is an Aes Sedai, but not Black Asha. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> in my head, it was like, no, no, no. Not, I, I won't call her Black Asha because she was a double agent. She's working for the light. So you can't really call her Black Asha. Um, so that's the one piece I was unwilling to say. But everything okay. else. And all of the other clues that Robert Jordan had dropped in The Great Hunt and The Dragon Reborn, like, yeah, I talked about that thing ad nauseum, ad nauseum. So I was, that was what I was most excited about to come true, if you will. Nice. That's I, fair. I love that. Well, and we even discussed that a little bit when we were talking about Baron and how, you know, there was, there was some sort of questioning as to you know early on in the story you know moraine talks about don't trust that woman because she's kind of weird and we i will never trust that woman very nope, there went there went his internet yeah. there he goes perfectly frozen <laughs> are we dead am i back we are oh, poor uh, josh. josh died 
Josh. In the middle of his question, too. Or in the middle of his statement. I like how he can someone take a screenshot? I got it. I got it, everybody. Do it. There you go. There we go. BTP behind the scenes. There we go. He's back. Uh, Oh, shit. (laughs) You you were gone for like the last like 20 seconds. (laughs) Damn it. I had some awesome. I said the most prolific things that have ever been said in Wheel of Time history. You guys just miss them now. And uh, the patterns said, yeah, but how about nope? (laughs) So now what I give you is a tribute to what I just said. I love that uh, that you're championing the cause of Varen as a double agent. Like we we talked about Varen uh, early on, and one of the things we noted is that Moraine is such an amazing spy master kind of a person, and she looks at Rand and she's like, "Yeah, don't trust her. I I don't know who she." Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm." (laughs) And so you. You know, if Moraine knew that much about Varen and the only thing she could say was don't trust her, it, it it's logical that you could say that Varen, you don't know if she's a good guy or a bad guy, because if she was one for sure, one or the other, Moraine could have sussed it out. Like, yeah, she's Moraine. Eh. Like. Hey. Oh, I will also say, you know who Moraine regularly says don't, uh, don't trust Moraine? Everyone. Everyone <laughs> tells Rand to not trust Moraine. Including the bad guys. The bad guys are like, don't trust Moraine. Well, are you kidding? She's Aes Sedai. Come on. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I want to I get some quotes on the don't trust Moraine quotes. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you can uh, if there was ever asked in an interview, you can definitely find it on Theoryland. Yeah, I was gonna say Tam and Abel and Nynaeve and uh like a handful of other two rivers folk are like, don't you trust that woman, Maureen Sada? Well, okay. I mean it's yeah. fair. Like imagine a random stranger shows up, you figure out she's Aes Sedai, and she's handing out silver coins to young children to ask them, like, hey, come with me. Like that's not the origin story for the best person in the world, stereotypically. It's not. I mean, but it is though. So I, I <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to throw this out there because it's something fun that we, that Taylor and I did for winter dragon. And it, re, it relates to Moraine oh. here. Um, Taylor and I did a, <laughs> if you've ever seen winter dragon, we did a dusty oh. cut of it, but the important thing of the dusty <laughs> cut of winter dragon was that we, a lot of people were like, are you going to just like, make it like a cut of like dolls? You like just seeing dolls on the floor. <laughs> are you just gonna, are you just gonna have it be like she's just gonna scream Ilyana for like no because minutes, Billy you know? Zane has to be there. No, but what we wanted to do was take the material and see if we could uh reimagine it in a way that still respected the people that were part of it. Like we weren't trying to make sure. fun of Billy Zane, we weren't trying to make fun of uh yeah no, uh, of any uh, of them. Absolutely not. And and we were trying to I like to how say, we like, don't know any of the other actors' names. We're like <laughs> Billy Zane and then also the other people. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to your buddy Billy. He's cool. <laughs> well no I think that I think when you when you actually look back at it, it was funny uh how many people said I hate that you made me like it. Um, oh yeah you know like i hate that you're making me change my mind about this thing and i was like yeah like we did our job then if that's yes if no because by the way max ryan i love max ryan in as Luz theron i actually think he does a fantastic job he's the other actor main actor in that one and uh 
but yeah, people coming out of that, having Max even write us and say it was really good. Aww. Like that was, in other words, uh, he, w- he wasn't like offended by the idea that we would like cut it up and show it in a different format. And I really appreciated that. And like uh, to have fans come out and, you know, yeah, I got some notes from people that were like, Hey, you know, uh, thank you. You know, that was really good. And we didn't, I didn't, we didn't know what you were going to do with it, but we're glad you didn't like, you know, make it, you know, make fun of it, if you will. Yes. And so, yeah, we started doing a similar kind of process with episode one of mm-hmm. the se- of season one, where we wanted to take like the material that they've come up with and reorganize it in a way for us, like mm-hmm. where we think this material you had, if you organize it this way, it would make sense to Taylor and I, you know, like we like it presented in this format. And so one of the things we did was we removed the Moraine intro and then the Moraine clip from the cold open, we changed the cold open in the intro. So when is the first time that you meet Moraine? If you take those two pieces out mm. in episode one, do you remember what the first time you meet this Aes Sedai? When she walks into the inn. when she walks into the inn is the first time you meet her. And what's awesome about this. Cause I've done, we've, I've watched this. I've watched our cut now like three or four times. I love it that much. And <laughs> like I, it's me saying, I love episode one is like, that was one of the ones I liked least of all of them, but you end up being one of the villagers and it's such mm. a cool experience to see her as an outsider and you get the chills when she walks in the room and you feel what they're feeling. It's so fascinating. Cause I've, I know what to expect, but every time it happens, Lan comes in and he's like, this is Moraine, you know, and she comes in and takes <laughs> off that cloak. And it's the first time you've been introduced to this person. And you're like, damn, she's powerful. And who is this woman? She walks across and you're like, man, what is she going to do? And you like, you're, you she know what she's going to do. She slaps Nynaeve. And then yeah, when she goes upstairs and you're like, you're like, maybe she's here for the war in the South. And what we did was we made the cold open. We used the Alvaro Morte cold open from episode four. So when they say maybe she's going to the war in the South, you're already like, yeah, I mean, to that, to the male channeler dude who's calling himself the dragon reborn. You're like, maybe she's here for the dragon reborn in the South. And maybe she's making a stop here. And some of the cuts we made were to um, actually show her as a mysterious character mm-hmm. instead of a known character. Mm-hmm. And, and as a book reader, I think not because it's a closer to the book, it's it brings that sense of mystery around who is Moraine, what are her motives that work so well actually in the show. And the reason why they work so well is yeah. she reveals herself in the show already. You learn more about her in episode two as she gets sick in episode three. You basically have an entire episode that is the Moraine episode in episode six. So you, she has an arc in it mm-hmm. that we felt like with the intro and the cold open, actually you already feel like, Oh, so this is just this person's journey. And she doesn't feel like she has this arc so much as that she's just there. And then she, her role gets diminished over time and then she comes back. Uh, And so it's, it's been a fascinating kind of way to, to look at episode one, again, not uh, diminishing their choices that they made creatively, but actually taking all the materials that they gave us and trying to uh, create an arc for Moraine that is more mysterious has been a lot of fun. Um, so and, yeah, what I hear you saying is for season two and season three, which I think they're mostly finished with season two. So for season three, 
you're basically making it so that you are going to be a very valuable piece, just like Sarah. Uh, and they're going to have Matt Hatch and no, Sarah Nakamura <laughs> in the room. <laughs> just like... they, will, they will not ever invite me to be in that room. <laughs> no, uh, well, and I don't honestly, know. Don't sell yourself so short. No, but it's not that it, I don't know. Like I've been um, I was on the beta read team, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you and Sarah knows this too. You give up certain aspects of engagement with fandom when you're oh, in that room. And yes. so I couldn't do the dusty wheel and be in that room. Does that make sense? True. No, that's that's and very fair. So, and that's you're the reason why I would never be in that room is because I don't want to give up the so, dusty wheel. No, and that's room, very respectable. Which, so, which is a good so, segue. Um, as we're winding down on time here, um, yep. it's never long enough, right? You got to <laughs> right. do hard. Yeah, well, obviously, through Theory Land, you got to do some amazing stuff. And the Dusty Will has brought around another round of amazing things that you've been able to be a part of. You've been able to do cast interviews. You've been able, uh, you were uh, the premiere for uh, the trailer. Um, You got to go to the red carpet carpet premiere for the actual show. Yeah, the carpet. Um, (laughs) And then a a little bit of a shared experience. You got to interview Kate Fleetwood as well. I did. And yeah. yeah, it's I I can't hate Leandrin now. <laughs> it's so hard. It's impossible. Ugh. Of of all the things that the Dusty Will has opened up as experiences for you. Um okay. if you had to pick one, like I have to pick one, no option to do anything else. What was the most impactful for you? Like what spoke out the most for you and you feel like has the most impact when you like something you can think back on and be like, Hey, this really motivates me to keep doing this going forward. So, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it has to be, uh, there was this moment, uh, it's probably the most emotional I've ever been with this, with the dusty wheel was the first trailer guide on, um, it was, we had Such always talked about, moment. we had talked about being like an after show and we told everybody like, when this trailer drops, we're doing a 12 hour show. We're just going to go crazy. Like, this is what we've been priming. This is what we've been prepping for this entire time. And uh, I think it was Celtic Mist, Sarah, if those of you don't know, Celtic uh-huh. Mist is on Twitter. I, I want to say it was her that said, you know, um, you know, the, the innkeeper rides for trailer guide on, will he ride, will he, will he ride alone? And, yep. yes! like, and the response on Twitter was just, Oh, so overwhelming with, you know, he will not ride alone. He will not ride alone. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I shed a tear in that moment, like sitting on my couch. Uh, Cause it was like, yeah, it was like, wow, people really feel some ownership of the dusty wheel and feel like they're a part of it. Like this was never meant to be a cult of personality. It was meant to be a cult of, of passion and a cult of love for the material and for the wheel of time, if that makes sense. Right. Like, and, and the fact that everyone, yeah, I think it was that moment, like to me will always be the, one of the most memorable, like the buildup of two years and, and the response that fans had in that moment and then showing up to date, to date, to that date, it was our most watched. I think we, for the trailer, and then afterwards we'd had like over 2000 people live with us. And then I think we had an average, at least for the first six hours before we switched streams and an average, like 1500 people concurrently with us the entire six hours. 
Oh, um, I remember. I tuned uh, in several and, times. And, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I want to be like, like you when I grow up. I heard from people on like Amazon that they were like, oh, we had it on the whole day, you know, like they weren't a part of it. It was just fans talking about it. But the fact that fans showed up and yeah, that it worked. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, yeah, like people showed up and people had fun and they stuck around. It is hard to keep a concurrent audience for six to 12 hours, you know, and the fact that the people and the fans loved it that much and just stayed around to hear us just ad nauseum talk about the trailer among with all of our other content creators, like, and to have so many content creators, like coming in and out, I had people coming in every 30 minutes. It was insane. It's like, okay. And then we have, and it was like, it was, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And we got to the end and it was like, yeah, I think that was the most impactful fan moment. There's some cool stuff that happened, right? Hosting the official after show will be the coolest thing I did from a, like, engagement with amazon side like the premiere was cool those things were cool but to like actually have them come and say do you want to host an official after show with us that was like something taylor and i talked about with the talking dead <laughs> and we were like this is seems weird we're just two dudes in a basement like uh and amazon asked us right it wasn't something we proposed to them right they asked us you know and it was it like, sounds like a behind the scenes podcast two dudes in a basement <laughs> <laughs> So to me, I would be those two, those two moments, the, obviously when they released the trailer, the second trailer through the dusty wheel, like yeah. we were the ones to premiere it, which that was ridiculous. Absolutely uh, amazing. Like that was ridiculous. Uh, again, like the, that they would give us the asset to reveal to the world uh, before they handed it out to everybody else was just, yeah. The trust that they had and the trust that fans have had in me and my family when it comes to, uh, you know, believing that what we're doing is genuine. It is, but the fact that anyone on these days in the internet believes something's genuine or, or passion is genuine, <laughs> that's a hard thing to, to accept. And so uh, the fact that they did and the fans did will always be extremely meaningful to, to me. And like I said, to my entire family. Well, Matt, so, I, you, you do incredible work. Uh, you've been one of our earliest uh, friends for sure. Um, it's always been an honor when you're like, hey, you know, can one of you come on or, you know, the rare chance that all three of us are actually available and get to come on, things like that. It's always a joy working with you. Uh, it was an incredible joy meeting you in person at Jordan Con. Um, for, uh, yeah, again, for anybody that doesn't know where to find you, um, go ahead <laughs> and tell everybody where, where to find you, kind of what they can expect as we kind of wrap this up. If if listening to this is not your shtick uh, and you don't want to go on YouTube <laughs> and uh, watch us live, remember, if you ever have a question about the Wheel of Time, you can always go to theoryland.com and click on that interview, Wheel of Time uh, interview database. It is the most comprehensive database you will find, and you will find amazing, amazing answers that Robert Jordan gave to questions. It's one of the things I'm most proud of the Theoryland uh, crew came up with. I did not do that alone, and I did only like... I don't know, a very small percentage of that. That was all fans getting involved and collecting all that information for other fans. Like there's no, they're not getting any reward for it. (laughs) There's right. It was a thankless job in many cases, but it has been an invaluable resource to fandom to be able to go back and read Robert Jordan's words for all the fans from all the fans out there that captured those and shared their interviews online that we were able to put into the database. That's just a joint fandom thing that came about. So even if you don't like the dusty wheel, 
you think I'm a blowhard or whatever it is, uh, and you don't want to listen to me talk about this crap, uh, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to ever listen to me talk about the Wheel of Time, but you can always find something valuable that Theoryland came up with. And uh, yeah. also, stop being a dark friend. Yeah. <laughs> that too, I guess. Yeah. Don't be a dark friend. It's true. Well, Matt, in a world you. of Leandrins, be a Karene. There you go. Uh, thank you so much for taking yeah. time out of your day. Thank you to your family for relinquishing control of you for a little bit. Or I don't control sounds bad. Uh, relinquishing <laughs> some time with you. Um, yeah, English is definitely my my strong suit. But thank English. you so much for taking time to do He's this. My fifth um, language and, and come and chat with us. Uh, I know I speak for all of us and tons and tons of fans, uh, not just of ours, but definitely of yours. Uh, when I say, like, I can't wait to see you again in April. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, we hope to see all of you there in April. Uh, if you want to check out Dusty Wheel stuff, which shouldn't be a want, you need to definitely do it. Uh, links to everything Dusty Wheel will be down in the show notes or description below. One easy click and you can go and uh, entertain yourself with content from somebody that actually plans things out and actually uh, has good production quality. Ew. Um, who does that? <laughs> but that's, that's way too us, tainty for us yeah. <laughs> but from those of us here at the black tower podcast thank you we love you i have been your by jean mail andrew and uh you know matt for me personally uh getting a chance to be on the dusty wheel and to get to know you uh has been an absolute pleasure for me thank you so much uh for being a friend of the show um and to everybody out there is listening uh hope you have uh, come away from this episode just a little bit more mad than you were when you first came. I <laughs> uh, hope you have enjoyed your weekly dose of taint. And, uh, you know, go to blacktowerpod.com. Go check out the Dusty Wheel, all the good things, all the things you need to do in order to be happy. It's a fact. I don't make the rules. <laughs> and I have been uh, your sort of on the hill, Josh. And I have been your Amin Khan Mahail Daniel. And again, thank you so much for joining us both. Matt, thank you very, very much for coming on. To all of those who are here publicly listening to our uh, available for public listening uh, episode, we've really enjoyed you all being here, uh, as well as all of the Patreons who go ahead and get to do this every week. Um, if you would, are not listening live and you're catching this on YouTube or, or Podbean or wherever, we're also very glad that you were here. Uh, go ahead and leave a comment or a like or whatever, uh, and we will see you again next week with more content. But from all of us here at the Black Tower podcast, we hope that you are having a wonderful morning, that you are recovering very well from your St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Thank you, gentlemen. And everybody. Trouble just fitting.